Merry Christmas from our home. Welcome to our Facebook Live worship gathering. Whether you are with us every week in the movie theater and online, or if this is your first time to experience a worship time with us, welcome. We're glad you're here. We really are the perfect place for imperfect people. Today we're going to celebrate God's plan to rescue his creation, to rescue you, to rescue us. And boy, did it surprise the world when he chose to not make us earn the right to be connected to him. Instead, he came to us not as a warrior, but as a baby. As we worship Jesus today, join in the conversation by adding your comments. And when the pastors are not on the screen, we'll be in the conversation as well. But let's add our comments of encouragement. We'll add our comments of worship and gratefulness. So we look forward to worshiping together. Now, will you join us as we begin with a prayer? God, we are so very grateful that you stepped out of heaven and you came here to live among us. You are fully God. And at the same time, you became fully man for us. It was part of your plan. And God, we are grateful. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. A long, long time ago, a long, long time ago, an angel appeared to Mary. An angel came to Mary. The angel said, you're going to have a baby. Yes, going to have a baby. And the baby's name will be Jesus. Your name going to be Jesus. Mary and Joseph traveled to Bethlehem. Jesus was born in a manger. Jesus was born in a manger. There was animals everywhere. The angels speared to the shepherds. And the angels speared. The angels told the shepherds to go to Bethlehem and see Jesus. The wise men traveled to Bethlehem on camels. The wise men gave Jesus gold. They gave Jesus gold, myrrh, and that was the diverge. The wise men gave Jesus gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Kind of sounds like murder. Jesus was born for you and for me. Jesus came for you and me. Jesus was born for you and me. So God chooses to leave heaven and walk with us, talk with us, live with us as Jesus. Wow. You know, up to that point, religion had ruled. And now, religious laws were ruling. When Jesus came on the scene, though, he was ready to put religion in its proper place. When God created the world, Adam and Eve, everything was perfect. There was no religion. And Adam had a perfect relationship with God. But when Adam chose to love himself and what he wanted more than he loved God, well, at that point, everything changed. Man was now separated from God because of the presence of sin. That was a curse that would pass down to every blood relative of Adam. And hint, that's you and me. God begins now to unfold his amazing redemption story. And he uses people like you and me, just average people. He uses folks like Abraham and his children and their children and their children. 
His plan involves laws of purity and holiness, laws that we would never be able to uphold on our own. And that was part of God's plan to help us understand that we could never be holy as God wants us to be holy. During this time, religion ruled. And again, that was part of God's plan. So just at the right time, God steps out of heaven and comes to this earth. He puts on the flesh and blood of man. He's still fully God, but now he's also fully man. He chose to come as a baby. As Jesus arrived, religion and religious laws, those were the paths to God. But as Jesus arrived, everything was changing. And that was God's plan. Merry Christmas from my home to yours. Every story has a beginning. And our story begins with the boundless brilliance of all creation becoming a child. Our story begins with the very reason the world is so majestic. It begins with the very reason we celebrate. It begins with the very reason we look to the heavens for answers. Our story begins with the very reason we have love at all. Remember the reason for your story. Good morning, guys, and Merry Christmas. This is a really cool opportunity that we have to come from my house, my living room, into your house on this beautiful Christmas morning. Now, more than likely, I feel pretty confident in thinking that everyone that is watching our Facebook Live this morning, probably you have already opened some gifts. You may have opened those gifts last night. You may have opened those gifts this morning. Heck, you may have some gifts to open as we go forward to the rest of the day. But more than likely, everybody watching this morning has opened a gift. And, and that is great. I love gift giving. I love gift receiving also, but I love gift giving. Now, as we get started this morning, I've got a quick question. And, and parents, this question is directly to your kids. We're talking to the young people who are watching us, whether it be uh, on the computer, the laptop, the phone, whatever the case may be. Uh, I want to know, guys, what was your favorite Christmas present this year? What was the one that was uh, the most fun, the most meaningful? And I want you to answer. Answer out loud, right where you're at, right where you're watching. And mom, dad, whoever's running the keyboard right now, I want you to actually interact with us and write down in the comment section what their answer was. What was their favorite Christmas present? And so my question now that I want to ask is, what is a gift? What makes a gift a gift? 
To me, there's one thing that jumps out first in the qualification, and that is a gift is free to the person that receives it. Absolutely free. No strings attached. In fact, in my life right now, I have a gift. My wife gave me this gift. I don't know what's in it. But when she gave me this gift, I didn't have to do anything to receive it. There was no cost associated with me for this gift. That doesn't mean, however, that there's not some cost that comes with this gift. You see, because for my wife, she may have spent some money, she may have taken some of her time, but she did have to pay something for this gift. So even though the gift for me is absolutely free, no strings attached, there is some cost that is associated with the gift. And this morning, every 365 days, on December 25th, we celebrate Christmas. And the whole purpose of us celebrating Christmas is because Jesus came as a baby to this earth. And I would take it a step further and say that Jesus came as a gift to me and as a gift to you. And when Jesus came to this earth, the whole purpose of Him coming as a gift to us was to reconnect us with God. It was so that we could have a relationship with God. And it was a gift, so it was absolutely free. I don't have to do anything to earn the gift that is the gift of Jesus. Now, of course, there is a cost associated with that gift. And that cost, of course, came for Jesus himself because Jesus had to experience pain. He had to experience suffering. He had to experience the loss of his life so that I could receive that gift. But for me absolutely free. I don't have to do anything. In fact, this gift that I have in my lap right now, all I had to do was take it. And the gift of Jesus is the exact same thing. And so, there's no cost associated to that free gift of Jesus. In fact, guys, if I could do anything to earn that gift, it would no longer be a gift. It would no longer be free. In fact, it would be a payment. The gift of Jesus would be associated with the cost if I had to do something to earn it. It would be a wage that I earned, but it's absolutely free. Because, you see, God's standard, God's mark for to have a relationship with Him is perfection. And no matter how hard I try, I can't reach that standard. When I wake up in the morning, even if I think to myself, I'm going to work very hard to reach God's standard of perfection, very quickly, I make a mistake, just like you do, and I do it on a daily basis. So with no matter how hard I work, I can't be good enough to earn Jesus, which is why it has to be free. You see, that's what we do every 365 days on December 25th. We celebrate God's story. Jesus is an absolutely free gift. And just like when you jumped out of bed this morning and ran into the living room or the den or wherever the gifts were and you grabbed those presents and you opened them up and there was no cost associated, just that same way, Jesus is an absolutely free gift. All we have to do is accept Him. Merry Christmas from my family to yours.
Still he appeared And the soul felt its worth A thrill of hope The weary world rejoices for yonder was born
Christmas from our home. You know, the Christmas season reminds us that Jesus came to live among us and eventually to die for us. You know, and that's what we celebrate at Christmas. It's really not about a Christmas tree or lights or Santa or reindeer, but ultimately it's about Jesus. And that's what we celebrate. Jesus came to live among us, to die for us, and to put religion in its place. You know, one day a group of very religious people came and asked Jesus, hey, what, Jesus, what is the most important law to God? And I want to read Jesus' reply. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. You must love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Jesus said that the law and all the prophets could be summarized by these two things. Love God and love others. Don't put religion in front of people. Jesus was putting religion in its place behind people. And you know, we are to do the same. Love God and love people. You know, even though our lives are, are messy, because God loved us when our lives were messy. You know, before Jesus said the things that we just read, that's what he was doing with his actions. He was loving God and loving others. And that love took him all the way to the cross. And you know, it, even though it's messy, God wants us to love others. He knew that our lives would, would be complicated and messy at times, but he still want us, wants us to love others that are around us. So love the other people around you, even though life is messy. Merry Christmas. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and she laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. God had this messy plan a plan to save the world. And to do that, he was going to send his son. Where does the God of the universe send his son? Where, where, where does the King of Kings and Lord of Lords come? To a barn, a stable, a, a manger of all places. Certainly no place fit for a king. But then again, this wasn't any ordinary king. When I say it was messy, I mean messy. It was a barn, a stable, right? So you've got animals and animal stuff, manure, mud, a pitiful place for people, much less a place for the king of kings to be born. Why would God do that? Well, I can't tell you for sure, because Isaiah explains to us that his thoughts are not our thoughts, and His ways are not our ways. 
But that same prophet, 400 years before Jesus was born, said, all we like sheep have gone astray, each of us to our own way, and that he has laid our iniquities on him. You see, Jesus came to a messy place. Oh, yeah, a barn, a manger, that's messy. But he came to a messy world. Why? Because the shepherd was coming to take care of the sheep, to prepare a way for them to go home. That's what a shepherd does. He lives where the sheep are. He sleeps where they sleep. He eats where they eat. It got Jesus in trouble. Why did Jesus eat with sinners? That's what the shepherd does. An angel appeared to the shepherds in the field and said, this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. A sign. You ever wondered what that sign was? A sign for what? Maybe a sign that Jesus is accessible to everyone. A sign that the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills can relate to a homeless person, because Jesus never had a home, never had a place to rest his head. Maybe it was a sign that God would have nothing to do with the social status of mankind, a sign that he detests the splendor of humans, because it's not worthy of him. But it was a sign for us that we should follow suit. In fact, the Apostle Paul later on would write, we should have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. Although he was the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but that he made himself nothing, becoming a servant, being made in human likeness. A servant. You see, being a servant is, is messy. And Jesus set this incredible example for us. I mean, he got down on his knees and he washed feet. The God of the universe, the God who deserved the best of everything, got on his knees. He's the God who came to the world and was laid in a manger, a feed trough of all places. Why such a messy place? because he was following a messy plan. So needless to say, that very first Christmas was dirty. It was grimy, it was, it was filthy. <laughs> but thank God it was, because without it, what a mess we'd be in. Jesus came to put religion in its place, right behind you. You are more important to God than religion. And maybe today you're beginning to realize that. And maybe for the first time you're ready to give your life to Him. We can do that because Jesus died on the cross for us. He came here as a baby, lived here among us, and died on the cross in our place. You can give Him your life today. You can transfer the ownership of your life to Him. Simply tell Him that right now in your heart, if that's what you want to do. And for all of us. God wants you to love people more than religion as well. Love them more and love them better each day. As we finish today, we want to invite you to join us on Sundays live or on Facebook. We're learning to love God more and we're learning to love others as much as we love God. We want to invite your family to join us for a Christmas offering this morning. 
You can participate in two ways. Either you can follow the link on Facebook or you can simply give next time you're at Stuttgart Harvest Church. It is your gifts that help us pay our bills every single week. Merry Christmas from our homes to yours as we celebrate our God who came to live among us and gave us the greatest gift of all, forgiveness of our sins for all of those, all of those who surrender their lives to Him. Will you join me as we pray together? God, thank you for coming here to live among us. Thank you for coming to die for us. We worship you. We celebrate you because we love you so much. You didn't keep us under the curse of the law and religion. You came and met the requirements of the law for us. You loved us so much that you stepped out of the perfection of heaven and you came here as a helpless baby to grow up and to walk to the cross and die as a sacrifice for our sins for the whole world. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for putting religion in its place and adopting us into your family. Thank you, Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Emmanuel. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Merry Christmas from our homes to yours. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, and goodwill towards men.